Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley, and with me is my fabulous co-host, Tracy Delaweez. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Gary. We're going to talk about another article today. Yeah. Do you know which one it is? Um, why being good is detrimental to your health. Why <laughs> being good causes all of your worst problems uh, and nightmares. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So are you good? Um, I am good. No, you're not that good. <laughs> I'm not, not that all. good. Uh-uh. No? Uh-uh. No, I'm no, not good at all. You're mean and evil. I am. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> no, you're good. You're sweet. You're funny. You're okay. cute. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. so nice. Yeah. Thanks. But you don't have to be good. No? Because you already are good. That's right. So you don't have to be good. I don't have to be or do anything. Because if you're trying to be good, you're trying to be different than you are. Right. Right? Good is a judgment call based in limiting beliefs. Yeah. We're, you're naturally good. Naturally. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to be good. You are good. Mm -hmm. You are the essence of goodness. I agree. And then sometimes you feel fear. Sure. And then you become not so good. No, you're still good. You're still good. You're just Even act, if you're in fear. Acting you're just, in fear. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Just having a different experience. So this is one of my favorite articles. This is about being good. And it really goes to show you that this illusion that people are not good or that they're evil or that you could actually not be good or that you have to be different than you are is causing all of your problems. You want to go ahead and start with the first paragraph? Sure. Hey, by the way, if you like this podcast, please please subscribe to it or follow it or leave a comment or rate it. Rate it would be really good. Leave a review, something like that, or tell your friends about it or share it on Facebook. And also, if you'd like to be uh, in the loop on all Joshua things, find us. Our special Facebook group is called Friends of Joshua. Join that on Facebook and you'll get all this cool stuff that we do there. Sure. All right. All right. How being good creates all of your worst problems. You are good. Let's start there. Let's end there. Now that we have stated that fact, let's examine why you are still trying to be good and how this causes all of your worst problems. Yeah, you would think that being bad causes your worst problems, but trying to be good. It goes against the laws of the universe, and we'll, we'll discuss that as we get into this. Okay, next paragraph. On the day you were born, you were good. In fact, you were perfect. Have you become less perfect in any way? Certainly not. You are perfect now, just as you were perfect then. However, as a baby, your behavior cannot activate the limiting beliefs of, of others. As you grew older, your behavior caused fear in others. They feared for your safety and they feared for your future. They feared how others might perceive you and they feared how your behavior would reflect on them. They chose to modify your behavior in order to alleviate their fears. Okay, so we know now that <clears throat> our fears are generated by our limiting beliefs and that the outside conditions trigger those limiting beliefs but do not cause the fear, the fears caused by the limiting beliefs. So we know to work on our limiting beliefs rather than try and change the conditions or control people or any of that. However, most of the world still wants to control you in order to alleviate their fears. And as your parents, when you were a kid, they saw you, you know, doing something that might be dangerous and they, they tried to control you and they called you bad and punished you in order to control that behavior in order so that they wouldn't feel that fear. Right. Okay. So all they were doing is trying to mitigate the fear they were feeling. Your teachers, if you were disruptive in school, they called you bad because you were causing them to feel fear and they want to control you. So 
Joshua talks about this. If you can imagine like one day when you were 10 years old, how many times you were controlled in that day by teachers and parents and friends and society in general all day long. Well, now multiply that over 20 years of life. And by the time you're 20, you're just used to being controlled all the time. Yeah, it's a lot of control. <clears throat> all right. Your parents believed that your behavior caused the negative emotion that they were feeling. They did not realize that it was their own limiting beliefs that were triggered by certain things you did. If you received hive marks at school, their fears were e eased and they felt relief. They liked this feeling and so they praised you in order to modify your behavior so that you would continue to work hard and get good grades. Yeah, so your parents had an attachment to your outcome. Yeah. Some more than others. Some more than others, that's yeah. true, yeah. Um, and as long as they thought things were going well, well, they used that as an excuse to feel good. And if they th thought something was going wrong, they used that as an excuse to feel bad. So they weren't in control. Right. All right. Your parents believed that your behavior caused the negative emotion that they were feeling. They did not realize, oh, did we just read that? Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's move on to the next paragraph. So if you did anything that triggered a limiting belief, such as not eat your vegetables, they would withhold love. When you ate your vegetables, they would praise you. They played this game of restricting and allowing love all day long, every single day of your life. Soon you learn that in order to receive love, you must be good. But there is no such thing as good and bad. Those ideas are subjective. They were never asking you to be good. They were asking you to behave in a way that would make them feel positive emotion. They were telling you that in order to receive their love, acceptance, which is the same as love, you must avoid any behavior that might trigger their limiting beliefs and activate some fear and negative emotion. How they felt was dependent on how you behaved. Yeah, and you have you ever walked on eggshells around someone? Yeah, sure. Right? You had to be super careful not to say anything that would get them upset. Right. You know? Absolutely. That's what this is. Those people have lots of limiting beliefs. And they, from their perspective, you cause them to feel good or bad. Right. It's like when you were a kid and you were just like drawing for the sheer drawing, sheer uh, joy of drawing, uh, it was so much fun to draw. And then one day someone took that drawing and put it on the refrigerator. And now you're only drawing to get on that refrigerator, to get the... The, the acceptance and the love, right? Right. Okay. So then you started to behave in a certain way just to get that. Right. <clears throat> right? Yeah, you weren't being authentic. You don't do it now, pretending. though, do you? Um, do I do no, that now? you don't. No. <laughs> no. My kids still do act uh, in a certain way, especially around their dad, because they don't want him to freak out, you know? So they won't say certain things or won't do certain things around him because, you know, because of the fear of him freaking out, you know? And his freak out is just a matter of... Him feeling fear. Him, exactly. Him feeling fear. And he doesn't know how to process his limiting beliefs. He, you know, he's very stern in that. So, you know, like I said, people yeah you'll you can and will walk on eggshells around certain people because you know you know what's how they're gonna react yep and you don't want you know you feel fear of that as well yeah exactly is, yeah really interesting <laughs> yeah yep it's funny because there's people in the boot camp who are who are easily triggered yeah but i don't care yes you know you gotta trigger them but they gotta see how they're being that they're that they're 
you know, so wrapped up in what other people think, you know, and so wrapped up in their fear. They have to understand that. And sometimes they can't. Right. And so they quit. Yes. Yep. Yes, that's true. But that's okay. Hopefully they'll get the message somewhere. It is. Yeah, it is okay. Okay. All right. You played the game right along with them. Your parents were talking about. Yep. If they are alive, you might still play that game. <laughs> it's true. We're just talking about that. You behave in a way they like in order to get what you want, love. And you punish them by purposely behaving in a way that you know will cause them to feel negative emotion. You are good when you want love and you are bad when you want something else. Right. So it's, you know, we learn on the other side as kids how to manipulate them. Yes. Okay. We can be sweet when we want something, right? Mm-hmm. Or we can be mean if they're not giving us what we want. Right. Right. And so it's this two-way street of how you're behaving. And, and what happens is, you know, when you are a kid, you get really into this dynamic depending on how easily it is to manipulate your parents. And then you go out into the real world and you start doing this with like relationships. Mm-hmm. And that causes all kinds of chaos. Yes, it sure does, because everybody acts differently, you know, or to different situations. Everybody's got their own unique way of responding to certain situations. And when you teach children at such a young age to be manipulative, you don't, you know, we really don't do it like consciously most of the time as parents. You just think you're doing the right thing. Right, right. You think, oh yeah, I need to control them. Yeah. They'll just totally get out of hand. Yeah. Right. But it's, it's that control that causes, well, it's all fear. So if you're trying to control your kid, you're doing it in fear. And of course you're going to, right? And, and what Joshua talks about is like, if you can just ease up just a little bit of control, right. they'll be controlled by other forces outside of the house. You don't have to be the one that controls them, mm-hmm. right? But it's like, it is, you know, just like how you're raising your kids is you are letting them make their mistakes and letting them figure it out and also helping them as much as you can, but without... Not you know, not going too far on that. Right. And so you got to doubt yourself sometimes when it doesn't seem like it's working out. Yeah. That's very interesting. <laughs> and you have to believe they have their own path and they're on their own journey. Yeah. But still, you want so much for them. Absolutely. Tricky stuff. Good thing I didn't have kids. Yeah, it is tricky. <laughs> it sure is. You know, trying not to control, but also teaching them. You know, and it's yeah, it's interesting. So, yeah. Right, right here? No. Okay. Okay. Continuing on. You did not come here to be loved. You did not come here to prove that you are good. You came to express your love to others and to accept them as they are without asking them to be different than they are. You came to be the fullest and most authentic version of yourself. You can now opt out of that game and simply express your love and acceptance. Who you really are is a magnificent and limitless being of pure, positive love and acceptance. Who you are being is someone trying to be good in order to be loved. This is the cause of all your worst problems. Okay, does that paragraph really says it all right there? So, we are limitless and magnificent beings of pure, positive love and acceptance. That's who we are as we exist in the non-physical, right? We come down to physical reality. We do not change. We are still 
limitless and magnificent beings of pure positive love and acceptance, except there is the aspect of fear in the physical, right? And so in order to protect ourselves, we try to be different than we authentically are in order to receive love from others. Now that whole dynamic of trying to receive love from others is inauthentic because you can't really receive love from other people. How they perceive you is unique to them. It's their perception of reality. They look at you through the filter of their perception of reality. So they don't really know you. Even your parents don't really know you. And you know this because look at how your mother um, views you, how I view you, and how your kids view you. All five different perspectives there, right? Your mother looks at you differently than your kids look at you. And they all look at you differently than I look at you. And no one really knows who you are because I'm looking at you from my perspective. And your mother has what she thinks is more experience with you, but she doesn't know you now. Not like I know you, right? Yeah. So everyone sees you differently. So they can't really know you and they can't really express their love because you're causing them to feel fear. You're causing your mom to feel fear. You're causing your kids to feel fear. You're causing me to feel fear here and there to certain extents, right? Yeah, well, we all came here as teachers, right? So we're here to teach everybody who's in our life something. But I do believe that the reason why we have these limiting beliefs and these fears is we don't truly believe that we are magnificent and limitless. So practicing that and, you know, really feeling and understanding what that feels like, you know, to be limitless, to be magnificent, to be perfect as you are, um, is to not need anything from other people, right. To just need to express your love and acceptance exactly. to them. Yeah. Right. And had we known that as children growing up, if we could instill that teaching, you know, in these children from the day they're born and follow it all the way up. I mean, I think it would just be so, amazing to see them as adults. Yeah. Like I, it's so curious to me. Mm -hmm. I, 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 yeah. Well, if we give up needing to be loved from other people, then it sort of sets us free because we don't have to be different than we are. And we just say, hey, this is, what they're I going to, this is who I am. I'm going to just be as authentic as I can. And if you like me, great. And if you don't, then that's because I'm doing something to trigger a limiting belief and you're going to feel fear, right? right? So now we say, okay, we got to take the attention off of what other people think because we don't know what they think anyway. There's no way we're going to read their mind. They're never going to tell us exactly because they don't even know it anyway. Right. So we just say, that's not important. What's important is what I'm inspired to do and who, I'm, who I truly am. Right. And if I can be this example of alignment to other people, then that's the best thing I can do, right? And then to know when you're feeling like, like shy or insecure or worried about what people think. And they just go, okay, that's a weird feeling, isn't it? compared to how I'm normally, I'm normally outgoing and who I really am and myself and fun and funny and all that stuff. Right. All right. Yes. Okay. So be authentic. All right. If you are good, you expect to be loved. That is the limiting belief that you adopted in your youth. It is one of the most limiting beliefs because it causes you to act in a way that is not authentic in order to manipulate the conditions so that you feel loved. However, since you are the embodiment of love itself, you cannot derive this or any other feeling from the outside conditions unless you reverse that idea. You must express your love to others without any need to receive love from them. You must adhere to the principle that they can only express their love to you in their own way, and that way is perfect. 
You cannot ask them to be different so that you can feel better. That's what your parents and others did to you. You certainly do not want to play this game with your own children. Yeah. So imagine how empowering it would be if your parents realized that you were causing them to feel fear. And instead of controlling you, they just said, nope, he is not causing me to feel fear. It's a limiting belief that's being triggered by his actions. And I can process that limiting belief rather than trying to control Gary. And then Gary would figure it out, you know, he would figure it out along the way because Gary has always had an, an inner guidance system. Yes. My inner self is leading me towards where I want to go, not someone outside of me. This idea that things outside of you make you feel something. Oh, you made me feel sad. No, no one else can make you feel anything. You are the absolute creator of your reality. So you feel however you feel based on your set of beliefs. And if you want to feel better, then you do the work to process your limiting beliefs and and increase the intensity of your beneficial beliefs and you'll feel better. You do the work to see yourself from the higher perspective, to believe that you're a magnificent and limitless being of pure positive love and acceptance and that you're the creator of your reality and that you're good and that you're perfect as you are and that you'll be led to experiences that will cause you to expand and all that's good, right? If you can see yourself this way, then you will feel more worthy, you'll become more authentic and then voila, you'll have all these amazing relationships. You'll actually have everything in your life that you think is missing now will come from understanding it's all an inside job. And you're always being guided from your inner self. Yes, those are facts. Very, very, very true facts right there. It's, uh, it does, it's amazing how I've started my spiritual journey and started to come to the understanding of who I truly am, this magnificent being, and I'm worthy and all that. You know, there's still limiting beliefs there, but I know how to process them. And once you learn how to do that, it really does shift everything in your life. Everything comes from within. You know, you ever hear of the saying, me, myself, and I, right? That's been going back. Tens of years. Yeah, tens of years. <laughs> <laughs> as long as people are alive. It's you, it's your inner self, and then there's your higher self. You know, that's me, myself, and I. You are the creator of your reality. You do it all, you know, just like every single person on the face of this earth. Yeah, know? except they're all thinking that, that um, we are, like, have no true power. Yeah. And that we're at the whim of fate. Right. And that we're victims. Mm -hmm. Right. That's, yeah. And that's just a limiting so belief. It is hard to come from that victim mentality to this idea that you're the creator. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay. It's yeah. Okay. Take your time. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. All right. So here's how this approach to being good causes all of your worst problems. Your limiting belief is if I am good, then I will receive love. So when you are good and you do not receive love, you must consider that there is some other reason you are not receiving love. If you are good and you are not receiving love, then there is something wrong with you. That idea in itself is attractive and powerful and it must manifest into your reality. Okay, so this is the crux of this entire idea of how being good creates all your worst problems. You're a kid, you're taught to be good. If you're good, you receive love. You grow up, you be good and you don't receive love. And then you have to say, well, I'm doing what I know to be true because that's a belief that you have and I'm not receiving the love. Therefore, there must be something wrong with me. Boom. 
then something wrong with you manifests. So let's go right in this next paragraph. If I am good and I am not receiving love, it must be because I am overweight. If I am being good and I am not receiving love, it must be because of this chronic medical condition. It must be due to my drinking problem. It must be because I am not intelligent. It must be because I no longer enjoy sex. It must be because I work too hard. It must be because I worry too much. It must be because I never want to do anything. It must be because I had a bad childhood. It must be because I was sexually abused. It must be because dot, 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 fill in the blank. You can use any excuse out there. Right? right? So this is what happens. So then you start to say it's because of this. And now you start uh, an exploration of that. And so your whole life is wrapped around that exploration, overweight, chronic illness, um, not being intelligent, not being good enough, not being worthy, right? Whatever it is you're telling yourself. Yeah, that story because... Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's where so the focus is. You're you're set up with these limiting beliefs. You're told that you're, in order to be good, you'll get everything you want. You be good, you're not getting what you want. And so then you have to fill in the blank with some problem. That's the excuse why I'm being good, but I'm not receiving love. This is why, because there's something wrong with me. Now you're exploring unworthiness and boom, that whole life is based in victimhood. All yeah. created from this idea that you have to be good. Yeah, yeah. If you are trying to be loved and you are not receiving the love you think you need, you will create a reason. That reason will be your worst problem. Yes. With our love, we are Joshua. All right? Mm -hmm. So that's it. Stop trying to be good. You are good. Give that up. Stop that exploration. Become who you truly are. Understand that you have limiting beliefs, sure, but you can process those limiting beliefs. Stop trying to control yourself. You don't have to judge yourself as bad and harsh. You can just go with the flow. Strive towards feeling good, having as much fun as you can, uh, not taking anything personally. Um, not being so attached to outcomes you think you need to have, um, living more in the day, giving up reset, resentment and, and regret about the past, and giving up worrying about the future. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of work to do there. What? It's easy. I would say just start by being curious too, you know? Be curious about everything and don't judge, you know, what we can probably... I mean, regular people who live in, as victims and everything happens, you know, to them. I'm sure they judge everything all day long. This yeah, because this is bad. This because is good, it makes them bad. feel safer. Right. It's not true, though. It doesn't work. It's not true at all. Yeah, the judgment just causes more and more fear. You know, and instead of being judgmental, start just being curious. Like there is no bad or wrong. So if you see something that you perceive as bad or wrong, just be curious, like, oh, why? Yeah. Why do I perceive that as bad or wrong? And, you know, that's you can start there and start working on your limiting beliefs. And absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So the uh, first words Joshua ever wrote was everything is right. There's no wrong anywhere in the universe. So if you can start with this philosophy, everything is right. There is no wrong. You're not wrong. They're not wrong. It's not wrong. Okay. It's someone's ex expiration. It's something they're interested in too. If you're not interested in it, you can, you can understand that you are perfect as you are and just move towards whatever you find interesting and accept that everyone else is going to have their opinion based on their limiting beliefs. You have no control over that, nor do you need to control that. Right. 
you could you start to follow your inner self start to think about how you feel how you feel is the most important thing do what you can do to feel good and do things that align with who you truly are but don't criticize yourself if you fall short because we all do that there's no reason to criticize yourself you can't get it wrong you'll never fail and when you get to the non-physical, you'll see how amazing this life was. We'll start to see that now. And, uh, you know, listen to this podcast. Listen to Joshua Live. Joshua Live and Abraham and all that stuff really sets this foundation for acceptance and love. But it's mainly to love yourself. Because unless you love yourself, you're not of any good to anyone else. When you start loving yourself, that's when you'll start to be guided towards your soul's purpose, why you're here, and to discover more about the authentic version of you. All right, so that was a fun article. Yeah. This is a fun uh, series we're doing here. Yes, this is really You cool. did a good job reading, babe. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go to yoga later on. Yep, yoga. Yoga. Yoga is good It's stuff. actually um, old folks yoga, so oh, nice gosh. and easy. <laughs> All right, I'm going to have to work out before I go to All right, we'll go work out first. <laughs> All right, everyone, uh, remember to like, subscribe, leave a comment, uh, rate this podcast, visit us at theteachingsofjoshua.com, come join our Facebook group, Friends of Joshua, and listen to the Joshua Live podcast here, wherever you get your podcast. Until we see you next time, have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye.